Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. Please take shelter and await further instructions. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. I've just played my new favourite game for iOS and Android, SCP Containment Combat. I just summoned ten <laughs> five-star SCPs by using the gift code TANADY2023. Did you fucking you? sign a brand deal that I didn't get included <laughs> on, you asshole? <laughs> Why is the code TANHONEY33? Hey, who gave him that brand deal? I'm now... I'm now... What's the game again? Check it out on the Google Play Store. SCP Containment Combat. <laughs> SCP Containment Combat I am officially denouncing. So my child will not download SCP Containment Combat. <laughs> Just keep Combat. searching for it. You'll find it eventually on the Play Store. <laughs> this, this probably isn't even a real it's game. It's not real Why game. Am I... <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> it's, you know what I hate? Those ads on goddamn TikTok where it's like it'll be a game where Bro, they like make a doing? guy he walk. Lucky. They'll make a guy no. They'll make like a guy walk down a line a line and the line will be like plus five or plus two hundred or oh. whatever. <laughs> and then they'll always go to the wrong one. And I hate them because I know that's not the game. I know they're not real, but it makes me. The, I'm, my I favorite so genre mad. is of the the kind where it's like. Um, they played it really badly, and the purpose is like make you angry, so you play it to do it right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm describing. <laughs> it drives part. me nuts because it almost works every time. You're just like, you fucking dipshit. Why did you go for times two? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, now it's in my head. There's so many games like that. Post it, I'm okay. gonna do the password early because I haven't realized people might skip to the end to get the password now, and I don't like that. So I'm gonna put it here. But but today. then everyone will have the password without finishing. Well, they won't go either. this far. They won't go like a minute and forty seconds in to find the password if they're not gonna watch. I it. don't think that's correct. There's no way. Anyway, we have news. The password today. is um, what your okay. latest role on SCP Containment Combat was. Sure. Okay. So news. News. I'm uh, sick. Both. Both the site. Yeah, you are sick. You've been a sick little. I'm a sick fucker. I keep telling him, hey, get some soup in you, get some spicy food, and you keep saying, no, thank you, I'm just going to play on computer. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me, I'm busy eating these biological samples I found in the fridge. (laughs) Um, But yes, you've been sick, and and I need you to feel better, so I need you to eat some goddamn soup. I can't, I have no mouth. It'll clear out your sinuses, but you are neglecting yourself. Um, let's see. Okay, so both site news is, uh, that I can see are just about how there's new news. Oh shit, what's the new news? I don't know. <laughs> One of them has to do with an interview with Harry Blank, uh, who we need to get on the podcast. We need to point. interview him. Yeah. Um, so I have a few pieces of news. Okay. So the first was that, and none of them are SCP related, is that okay? <laughs> it rarely is, so. Alright, so the first is that apparently there's a near anime. Alright, there is, yeah. Yeah, did you like it? I watched like the first two minutes of it. It seemed okay. <laughs> I really thought you'd be way more hyped about that. I remember when the fucking mobile game that went out of business after a year came out, you were like, we have to play this Darnell. <laughs> right now. Um, the next is that Tan and I, I finally got Tan to watch RRR, and he is now an Indian male. So awesome. everyone, please congratulate him. I realized the folly of my ways. Uh, and then However, the I will still news... oppress the Americans. That hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. Based. They need to make their own uh, RRR before I will respect America. 
a fucking oh my god some american propaganda bullshit film like also overcoming the british like during the revolutionary benedict arnold and their friendship uh, oh my god george uh, i guess i guess our equivalent of of like rrr is hamilton but that's not fucking badass though yeah how of them didn't like shoot arrows at anyone uh, <laughs> he did steal cannons so he could. Oh, did he take steal? Them down. Yeah, he, um, did he steal them with his hands and then fire them at the enemy? <laughs> that's what I want to see. Did Did he shoot an arrow into a tree and then kick the arrow so it would stab a guy in the ear? <laughs> did Did fucking Paul Revere climb on George Washington's shoulders so they could combine their power? <laughs> oh, I can't get over that scene. Every scene, the best part no of RRR. <laughs> It's like every ten minutes, I was like, "Oh, Tan, get ready for this scene!" And every yeah, time, say, it was a my favorite part of the movie was the dance scene. The dance was so good, right? Yeah, that was the best. I part. was like, "Tan, there's an evil dancer," and you were like, "How can someone dance evilly?" And I was like, "And I found out." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my last news story is: so yesterday, because Tan was so sick, we didn't record. Um, so we were watching the Knives Out movies, which, by the way, amazing. If you haven't seen them, I the go ones. watch them. Yeah, close out of the fucking podcast. The and we'll dancing. Yeah. Oh, God. that That's how they can make the third one better, is if there's a, like a straight-up like, well, dance scene. Well, Ram, I've got to say, you seem like a fine police officer. However, where did you say your family was from again? <laughs> they hired him to catch Ram and Bean. <laughs> He would, oh like he would, he would. Uh, he'd be like, remember how this bullet can earn its worth, Ram. It's dangerous to mistake a bullet being expensive for it being valuable. Don't you think? Damn. Damn. But um, yesterday, we, there was a mini-adventure, so Tan and I were watching Knives Out, and I ordered DoorDash. Yeah, this is, <laughs> there is actually this more news than I thought there would be. Yeah, so I ordered DoorDash, and uh, I saw that DoorDash was just like hovering outside my house but not delivered. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I pause it and open the door and the guy's standing there. And he's like, oh, hi, sorry. My phone fell in the sewer. <laughs> so I had, to call, I had to call like the state sewer department. At first I went out there to see if we could get it. We couldn't. So I called the state sewer department. And he just was like cat crashing on my couch in the background while I was goofing off with Tan watching Knives Out until they got here. And then they got his phone and it was still working and he finished his DoorDash. But that was its own mini adventure because I was like talking with him and trying to figure out what to do and Tan could hear it in the background. Uh, I can't imagine what you heard because you said you only heard snakes. Yeah, I heard that there was a phone in a sewer. <laughs> yeah. That was, was the guy so... was, like looking past you in like the mysterious box. He was like, who's that you're talking to? And you're like, oh, someone very special. You must never go in, in that hindsight. room, do you understand? In hindsight, maybe I'm not a good storyteller, but it was very funny at the time. It was a good time. And that's all my news. All seven time. minutes of my news. Uh, yeah. SCP. Yeah, we have to read SCPs now, right? Exactly. My least favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Alright, we go to New Pages feed, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright, the most recent one I see is 5964. How'd they get it two series ago? Um, I don't know, maybe one got deleted. And then they, they descend on it. Knives out, beats blood. Oh! Oh, this this one was written by Calibold and Marcel Reigns. Two people I know. Hell yes. We love these what guys. What a coincidence. Uh, this might be for Cold Post Con. But it was Even though an hour ago. Like Cold Post Con is over. Post whatsoever. Oh, interesting. Alright, are you ready to read this? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be honest... 
Uh, my reading may not be at full capacity, but uh, let's uh, you know what you know what I'll tell you what I can read this for you if you react because we're both oh. new to this, but you you've got to be on it. The RRR you that should have started playing the about our friendship. Yeah, yeah, with the fucking the hands clasped on the ropes. <laughs> got the Von Damme flying around friends with a wild storm. I wasn't India pilled enough though because I called RRR a Bollywood movie and I, I didn't saw you got told on off. Twitter because it, yeah because it's it's not a Bollywood movie it's actually or at least Google what says the it's Bollywood. What does the B in Bollywood stand for by the way? Um, it does stand for India. I think it's just like what the thing is called. I think it's like a kind of like where they make movies. And then there's also Tollywood and it was a Tollywood movie I and I was wrong and I apologize. Um, but. We're going to be watching more Indian movies in the future. The Buffalo for the Shadow or anything. <laughs> just, just be aware. Yeah. <laughs> you That's like podcast is where we, we watch fucking insane There's not really any actual content like, about Indian movies. We just sometimes might mention that we watched one. <laughs> yeah, although... So you thought the references were bad when they were anime. You're now going to have to watch three-hour epic Indian movies to get to our two-second comprehend what's going on. All right. <clears throat> Uh, SCP-5964-D. Object class, Keter, uh, cut out, decommissioned. Oh, no. Special containment procedures archived. Foundation resources currently assigned to GOI-071, footnote, uh, Marshall Carter and Dark, LLC, are prepared for a potentially imminent lifted veil scenario. Oh, we're going to find Web out. crawlers and... Yeah, they're going to lift the fucking veil. Uh, uh, excuse me. You didn't hear that. I did. Web crawlers and mobile task forces are to locate and obfuscate SCP-5964 infected media, including, but not limited to, televised broadcasts, podcasts, YouTube videos, and radio airings. I knew it. Presently? Hmm? I knew they were censoring my videos. <laughs> yeah. That's why we haven't blown up. It's because of 5964. Uh, presently, Foundation ambassadors are attempting to broker a deal with authority figures within MC&D to prevent the aforementioned lifted veil scenario. Please don't lift the veil. Uh, me when I lift the veil at the wedding. Me when I lift fucking weights because I'm strong. Damn. Description. Archived. SCP-5964 is a memetic agent embedded into several promotional media pieces produced by Marshall Carter and Dark LLP. Ooh, shouldn't it be LLC? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they meant to do that because the, the, the th- little image is also LLC. <laughs> just something the same misspelling and everything. Yeah. When observed, SCP-5964 uh, embeds a mental trigger into the subject's subconscious. When the subject perceives a benign anomaly, footnote, what meets these parameters can vary widely between individuals, but generally they can be defined as anything that would, which would be considered physically impossible, yet poses no physical or psychological threat to the individual, the trigger activates. Uh, serotonin is produced at an accelerated rate, flooding the brain and allowing the subject to enter a relaxed and curious state. The intent of this effect is hypothesized to eliminate skepticism and distrust of the perceived object. MC and D have released several forms of 5964 infected media since 14-11-2021. All media released have announced the group's intention of going public on 23-04-2022. This would presumably include the active advertisement and sale of anomalous objects among the general public. Um... Okay, so is the idea that like they're using an anomaly to make SCPs interesting instead of scary? I guess. I guess it's the idea of like getting ready to to lift that veil so they don't want everyone to freak the fuck out. Guys, I ordered one seven three off the dark web. Uh, addendum five nine six four dot one. The following video was uploaded to YouTube by the channel MC and D. Footnote: The channel was 
found to be verified immediately upon its creation. Well, I um, God, I wish that were me. They paid for a bestemma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on 14-11-2021, the video itself is also advertised across monetized content. The video immediately opens to SCP-5964. After two seconds, the mimetic agent ceases. The scene changes to a completely black backdrop, with a woman identified as Iris Dark standing in the center. She is dressed in a purple pinstripe suit and holding a glass object in her hand. The identity of the object's content cannot be discerned at this time, as it is largely obfuscated off-screen. My name... Oh, do you want to be dark, by the way? Uh, I'm already dark. My name is Iris <laughs> Dark, of Marshall Carter and Dark. You've never heard of us before, and that's because we and the oppositions share a single microscopic similarity. Secrecy. For them, the architects for the foundation of normalcy, secrecy is their fundamental ideal. For us, secrecy has been beneficial and exclusive. It was once the paragon of wealth and power to appear beyond that thinly drawn veil. For us, secrecy meant prestige. It meant class. Do you know how much this bullet is worth? No. It meant... <laughs> until now, that is. This was made at a Marshall Carter and Dark factory and sent on Marshall Carter and Dark trucks until it reached the barrel of your gun. <laughs> Dark raises... Such a good monologue. Dark raises the glass object in her hand, aligning it so that it is perpendicular to the camera. The object is a jar. Oh, no. Similar to those that would typically contain mundane items. I, I don't feel like that needed to be specified. Inside of the jar is a humanoid organism with large, semi-transparent wings on its back that spread iridescent particulate when they move. The humanoid organism appears distraught. The world has changed, and so have our interests. This secret is the luxuries, the wonders, the necessity is that the rich have access to. They can soon be yours. Dark raises her other hand, revealing a jewel of unknown make that glows faintly. Iridescent particulate falls from the jewel as Dark turns it over in her hand. The humanoid in the jar acknowledges Dark's motions momentarily, but quickly adopts the fetal position. Naturally, not everyone who dips in these resources will be happy that we have broken such secrecy. To members of this secret world, breaking this illusion, sharing with you is a greater threat than anything else. But this is of the utmost importance to us. Change is here. Will you roll forward with us, or be left behind in the dark? Dark fades out and an ending card fades in. The words Marshall Carter and Dark occupy the center of the screen. Below it is written 2304-2022. In italic print at the bottom of the screen are the words Fairies and Precious Stones Sold Separately. Foundation web crawlers and IT agents were unable to take down the video or the channel. Following the incident, a state of emergency was declared. Access and precognition declared. division. What'd you say? War were declared. <laughs> Accessing precognition division files. Uh, what's the precognition division? Is this like psychics and stuff? I guess. This is the first this time where they put mob. <clears throat> Precog div, addendum 5964.2. The Precognition Division has been tasked with analyzing future possibilities and outcomes to determine which strategies would lead to the most favorable position. The most likely scenario, assuming standard Foundation protocol, would result in a veil-lifting catastrophe. The vast majority of successful scenarios were found to result from successful negotiations with MC and D. Specific research, including motivations and precise operations, are underway. Two, Director Aleph at Precog-Div... Okay, from Samuel Perry. Subject MC and D. Report regarding MCND's future operations and more specific analyses thereof. 
Assuming standard procedure, or assuming failed negotiations between SCP Foundation and MCD, 83.6% chance of Lifted Veil via MCD going public, 12.1% chance of Lifted Veil via conflict between SCP Foundation and MCD, 0.1% chance of Lifted Veil via civilian exposure to and analysis of 5964 infected media, 4.2% chance of secure veil being maintained. All possibilities result in direct conflict between SCP Foundation and MCD, as would be necessitated via standard protocol. Assuming successful negotiations between SCP Foundation and MCD, 0.2% chance of lifted veil via civilian exposure to and analysis of infected media, 99.8% chance of secure veil being maintained, all successful negotiations would require significantly limited sanctions upon MCD, allowing it far more freedom in non-veil protected areas and procedures. MCD has planned numerous other engagements between now and MCD's planned operation, including six major monthly anomalous auctions, with a roughly 16.2% chance of February auction being cancelled due to inclement weather, 17 to 22 corporate negotiations, depending on various circumstances, 5 to 8 private negotiations, depending on various circumstances. This is a fake division. They're just pulling <laughs> numbers out of their asses. This is just bullshit. This is a scam. Yeah, this is some, like, fucking Gary Vee shit. One high-security anomalous humanoid auction, scheduled for 21-4-2022. I am sending you this email privately, partially due to the severity of the predictions, but also as a personal plea, mainly regarding the final vision listed above. MCND has never before attempted a major anomalous human trafficking operation quite like this. On the rare chance they deal with humans, they are done sparsely and individually. Something this big is a bold move, and frankly affronting. However, while such an operation would likely sour any negotiations, busting a trafficking operation like this would save a lot of people. I'm asking that you send this directly to the O5 Council, along with a plea that this be considered. Uh, to Samuel from Director Aleph. Dr. Perry, while I immensely sympathize with your desires here, I must forewarn you that such an operation must ultimately be counterbalanced with the weight of the current situation, and our priorities must be handled accordingly. I will forward your message to the O5 Council, but keep in mind what sacrifices may need to be made. Director Aleph, Precognition Division. Oh my god, this is still going. Holy crap. <laughs> A request was sent from Site 09, uh, Footnote, Headquarters of the Precognition Division. I'm sorry, what did you say? I join. I think this is a good article. It's, it's a lot of numbers for my brain. Uh, a request was sent from the Site 09 Administration uh, to O5 Command regarding Dr. Perry's request. Following deliberation, the O5 Council has elected to deny the proposal, on the grounds that such an action would be ultimately harmful to negotiations, and that the necessity of supporting the Veil far outweighs the noted elements. So basically, they've decided that the Veil is more important than, like, MCD human trafficking people? It seems so. Yikes. Precog Div, addendum 5964.3. After all, human lives are such cheap things. They reproduce it all really... the time. <laughs> the more these things happen, the more it breaks down the idea that, like, the veil is to protect people. It's like, ugh, I don't know. It makes me hate the Foundation more and more if, the more we read about them. episodes, <laughs> it's like, hey, these guys are kind of messed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've been aware they're pretty bad for a while, but I just mean, like, it gets worse and worse, I think. Like, they're portrayed more and more negatively, which isn't good or bad, but it just, it makes it, like, I never want to root for them ever. It's just like, oh, I hope they lose in every interaction. Uh, report regarding MCD's anomalous human trafficking operation. Confirmed sales, assuming no extremely unlikely extenuating circumstances, i.e. events with a likelihood of less than 0.0001%. Uh, two telekinetics, one pyrokinetic, two hydrokinetics, eight humans with various cosmetic anomalous abnormalities, one aura thalassic, 
Footnote, individual with the ability to turn objects into gold via physical contact. Thank you. Five unspoken forest dwellers, highlighted in green, presumably related to Fourth Avenue. Three children of the night. Bigfoots. Sales that may occur... What'd you say? Bigfoots. (laughs) Sales that may occur depending on various circumstances. One additional hydrokinetic, 43.8% probability, subject will attempt suicide during a pre-sale examination and succeed unless MC&D operatives interfere. One geokinetic... 5.6% 5.6% probability, subject will likely become hostile during event and be terminated. Two ferrokinetics, 87.9% probability, subjects will attempt to escape in tandem pre-event, though will most likely fail. Alex Simmons, Foundation Precognitive, 92.8% probability, unknown conditions, recalibration required for further details. Two Director Aleph from Samuel Perry. Sir, with all due respect, these latest predictions absolutely need to be addressed. Alex is obviously stressed, and we're doing what we can to protect him for the time being, but I strongly suggest that we request direct intervention, especially now that we know MCD is directly targeting a Foundation agent. Dr. Perry, I sent in another request, but the O5s are denied it. And frankly, I have to say I agree with them in this case. We can't just divert all of our attention to one agent. I'm sure Simmons will understand. We're all on the same side here. And what's most important is that we consider our priorities. I hope there's a huge turnaround when it's like an O5 is threatened and they're like, all right, now we'll... This is fucked up. We can't let this go any further. (laughs) Simmons is a good man and agent and someone who puts his team first and his priorities straight. God damn it. That's so fucked up. It's like, yeah, you're the human traffic, but there's no I in team. (sighs) Oh, this stresses me out. Pre-cog dividendum five nine six four that Wait, if I sent an email saying like sorry, <laughs> I would say um, I quit DSCP. I'm making a new podcast with Hamilton, who will protect me. <laughs> Hamilton, <laughs> as protected by the precognition division, Alex Simmons was. How do you read these? This is like destroying my throat. I saw they throw. This speech. is how I've become like this. My body ravaged by discovering SCP. This and is like fucking Palpatine. <laughs> We should just have, like, the annoying, like, TikTok, like, robot voice read all these to us. They were disgusting, <laughs> said SCP-682. Welcome back to the rubber SCP. <laughs> Today you're reading SCP-5964. Object class uh, decommission. Decommission it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I will save you. Addendum 5964.4. As predicted by the Precognition Division, Alex Simmons was apprehended by Marshall Carter and Dark Collection agents operating under the guise of insurance collectors. Messed up. Simmons was abducted from his home while his husband and adopted child were shot. Simmons was able to activate an emergency distress beacon on his person shortly prior to his capture. Despite having not been authorized by the Precognition Division demand, command, various on-duty agents deserted their posts in order to pursue the MC&D agents and route to their destination. The rogue agents were ultimately efficacious in retrieving My god, Simmons, it's just like RRR, although... they saved him. <laughs> yeah. He got on the shoulders and, and they fought the <laughs> Although the External Relations Division was able to successfully cover up all Foundation involvement. All involved agents were reprimanded for unauthorized use of Foundation resources, unauthorized hostile engagements against a group of interest, and knowingly endangering a Foundation operation. To Director Aleph from Samuel Perry, Subject Internal Affairs. This is completely ridiculous at best and monstrous at worst. Simmons just watched his husband and son get shot in front of him, and the only people who gave a damn are being demoted and given unpaid leave. And you have the absolute gall to claim you're being generous for not outright terminating them? Dr. Samuel Perry. Dr. Perry, I would like to remind you that you are still engaging in an official Foundation deliberation. Your hostile behavior is unwelcome and unnecessary. I understand your stress. Can we not have these negative vibes, please? I'm I'm letting my own workplace leak into this now. 
My God. <laughs> Bitter. <laughs> but I need you to consider the bigger picture. Had we not been able to cover up the operation, it could have easily destroyed our symbiotic relationship with MC&D, resulting in their lifting the veil. One man, a man who has volunteered to risk his life for us, is not worth the sacrifice of everything the Foundation is dedicated to preserving. Simmons is a man who understands this. We're part of a team, and each member of this team is incredibly valuable. But working together means making individual sacrifices. I am incredibly happy that Simmons is safe, of course, but he was willing to put his life on the line because he prioritized our mission, and the actions of those agents selfishly put his sacrifice in jeopardy. Have you ever talked... Have you even talked to him? Maybe if you did, you'd realize that using him as a propaganda symbol is atrocious, when he shares basically none of your own feelings. He'll probably be quitting the Foundation entirely, and I think I might just follow him. You're a pompous, arrogant, apathetic dipshit. Perfect for the Council. Sorry if that's too hostile for you. Go fuck yourself, Dr. Samuel Perry. Hell yeah, I love this guy. My god. Urgent announcement. Memo to all relevant personnel. Following diplomatic engagement between the SCP Foundation and Marshall Carter and Dark, the two groups have come to an agreement regarding MCD's public relations operation. In exchange for MCD withdrawing from the public space, fully decommissioning SCP-5964 and ceasing any further operations with the potential to lift the veil on a large scale, the F SCP Foundation has agreed to allow MCD autonomy in purely anomalous spaces. As the Foundation's primary mission is to ensure the preservation of normalcy, any activities undergone by MCD, so long as they do not constitute a threat to this agenda, are of minimal priority. A full transcript of the agreement is available upon request. Dr. Maya Whitney, SCP Foundation External Relations Division. So basically the idea is that it kind of portrays the Foundation as a corporation that doesn't really give a fuck about its people yeah. or people in general as long as it serves its goal. Um, which kind of, in my opinion, almost makes it worse than MC&D because at least MC&D are Trans uh, outright yeah. about what they are. They're straight up for profit, whereas the Foundation's like, no, no, we do this to help people. Um, Who has been helped? So this... <laughs> So this tale successfully made me angry, so good job. You can have your upvote. This isn't a tale, it's actually an SCP. I knew you weren't cut out to read these pages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's basically a tale. There's not The SCP is technically an anomalous piece of media, but like it's only mentioned in like two sentences, and then the rest is like a story. I was going to say, so my whatever. only little um, thing with this is it seems to like swerve quite a bit between the first half and second half here, once we get into the email. It seems like... Yeah, it's very clear the story they wanted but to tell. It's like a different scenario. It's like the whole video is leaking doesn't really yeah. come into it that much. It's like, they're, they're gonna, unless I've misunderstood because my brain's not working right. No, I was with you. They very much, they had the story they wanted to tell and the point they wanted to make, and they did it well, but like, instead of a tale, they wanted it to be a, a slot. So they, you know, oh, it's uh they're, gonna release everything that's the thing and it was mentioned for like two seconds and then it goes into the story about the sort of exchange between mc and d and the foundation and like the relationship between um the staff of the foundation and what's going on here um i will give this one a solid nine out of ten um i thought it was pretty good but i do think um and i'm not usually the kind that's like oh this would be better as a tale but i really think this was straight up just like a tale that they wanted a slot for which docks a few points, in my opinion, but also, um, I I thought there was a little bit too much numbers. Like, I can appreciate it. I'm sure some people like that. It gives it that more scientific feel. But, like, uh, like when I was reading through the percentages things, mm. all, all that was to me was, like, pulling numbers out of ass um, is all it felt like. And I was just like, I don't really give a shit about the precog division, whoever they are. Um, <laughs> this but otherwise, so it was really precog division. 
<laughs> but I really, I, I really like the story that they had deep within there, and kind of like the way they portray the Foundation versus MC and D, uh, and like the subtle comparisons they make. That's pretty good. So good job, Calibul and Marcel's reigns. Well played. Yeah. Uh, any comments from you, Tianhoni? Um, I think I've made my comment. I, I liked it. Nice. All right, the next new page on the list is 7540. Do you see it there? I do, I've got it. All right, and this one was got a lot of CSS, my God. <laughs> All right, let's see who wrote this. I have to go. Oh, my, this one's too long. We can't do this on the podcast. <laughs> you sure? This is not that long. It's pretty long. Have you scrolled all the way? Yeah, well, a lot of it's like scripts. Tanton. All I right. Think we can do it. I uh, think we can do it. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so this one is by, oh my God, Cubeflix. How's that spelled? <laughs> C U B E F L I X, like Cube Netflix. Like Netflix. Yeah. All right, um, you're going to have to be the main reader, though, because okay. I'm destroyed, and this is very long. The friendship between a volcano and a raging storm. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm water, you're fire. <laughs> All the fireworks are going <laughs> off behind me right now as I walk in <laughs> to read. Rise and so notice. Good. By the authority of the Department of Oversight, Ethics Committee, Containment Committee, Overseer Council, and the Office of the Administrator, the following document has been classified level five. Level five. <laughs> Level five. Top secret. Unauthorized New access. New number between is five forbidden. and six is five. I would think that unauthorized access is forbidden. I don't know if you have to say that. Yeah. Seven five. Slightly. Um. I guess maybe the idea is like it's conveying like the punishment would be steeper than normal. Mm. Seven five. Because like if you unauthorized access read about like Come on a in. fucking like. Dock that floats on anything or whatever, people probably wouldn't care. Did Donald just leak his new ICP idea? Fuck. Duck that floats on anything. Oh, even blood. So buoyant. Even blood. Doctor, the duck's floating on my brainstem. And the image we see, containment class pending, is like, it looks like a. It makes me think of tunnel. that tunnel where the Japanese guy runs through shouting sex. Yeah. Sex! Yeah, that's what this SCP is. Assigned site. Oh, this is kind of cool. They have like, yeah, these little details. Assigned site, site director. Yeah, go ahead and move. RP, RPCF Site 515, Site Director, Dr. Evelyn Greyers. Research, we have Dr. Gears at home. I, I think it's Greers. <laughs> we have Dr. Gears at home, Darnell. Dr. Greers. <laughs> Research head, Dr. Kareem Magmani. Assigned Task Force. <coughs> Delta 515. Shut and sealed. That's beta. That's how you say beta. Yeah. That's the beta. Shut and sealed. <laughs> well, you would know. <laughs> Special container procedures. Remote Provisional Containment Facility, RPCF, Site 515, has been established above the SCP and is to monitor it for any deviations. All civilians within a 20-kilometer radius surrounding the SCP are to be located under cover story <laughs> free, protected government facility, a motor traffic... I actually don't know what that symbol is. I think it's a signal, it's, but I'm not sure. I just told you it is. ATF Delta sure. 515, shut and sealed, is to maintain quiet zone, A653, and establish surveillance of the SCP. Access to the SCP is restricted to authorized Site 515 personnel. Use of Korea's Fernley Anomalous Field Inhibitors, KTA AFIs, is authorized in order to dampen the SCP's effects. See Addendum 2. The SCP is to remain sealed. Uh, um, the use of Creers was crossed out, idiot. <laughs> what do you 
This is just like when he betrays her in R&R. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. please, it's I'm like, just reading. He's like, turn around. <laughs> Don't you understand? I'm trying to save Molly. He's like, you are under arrest. <laughs> Description. SCP-7540 is a large, ornate marble toe. Ugh, Jesus Christ, they're putting me through the work. Look at this coming up. Do you need... Do you need, do you need yeah, this is a lot... This is a lot of numbers and words. This is like when he's in prison in R&R. <laughs> this is like when they put Tan in solitary. I and I'm just reading. Do you want me to, do you want no. to popcorn this one? Because it's Stay lot. back. Okay. Ready. Load. Tan should be with Shoot. <laughs> it's load. Aim. Shoot. 13 degrees. By 30, by, oh no, wherever, it's over there. Approximately two kilometers northeast, <laughs> northwest of Chadra, Chad. The SCP is submerged underground 133 meters beneath sea level. And is therefore numbers. only accessible via foundation dug shafts located in Site 515. The tomb itself is approximately 4.5 meters in length, one meter in width, and one meter in height. Inscriptions on the SCP-7540 service do not match any known historical art styles or languages, mundane or anomalous. Instead, the surface of the tomb is split into six segments with a different image inscribed onto each segment. A sunset, behind it a moon rising over the horizon. A night sky above the clouds, with a crescent moon and an enormous floating eye in the distance. Two unidentified armies at battle in a city. Unintelligible writing and unknown symbols. An unidentified humanoid figure suspended above a mountain, and a single closed eye. The SCP possesses a strong neurokinetic effect, which is an object capable of manipulating dreams, to those within a 15km radius surrounding it. This effect is steadily declining in strength. For more information, see Addendum 1. Subjects under this effect also report the absence of a moon in the night sky. The significance of this is unknown. Dash 1 refers to the entity, phenomenon, or objects located within SCP-7540. Akiva rating is inconclusive. Further information is not available at this time. Right, now so go. So far, we know Darnell it's like, should be with there's Cassie. A, there's, there's an underground tunnel that leads to this tomb that has some images on and it, and if you're near it, it affects your dream. And you also can't see yeah. the moon anymore. Um, based. So I it's hate like the moon. It, Thank it, God. It def- it defends you from being a werewolf. Discovery. Uh, yes, sorry. I'll take over. St- stand <laughs> you can't back. get the this medicine is, from me. I can this is like that part in RRR when I let you, I pull you onto the motorcycle as we drive towards Governor Scott's house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All the references from here on will just be to R and R because it was a three-hour movie. Yeah, and lot, they're not even clever references. We're, we're just going to be naming scenes. <laughs> there's, not, there's no thought into these references. <laughs> they're just sort of. Yeah. <laughs> remember that scene in RRR. Yeah, there's no thought. Just like when Lachu uh, gave away his whole plan to uh, Ram, and then Ram chased him down and almost caught them. Yeah, no thought. I remember that one. <clears throat> Discovery: SCP-7540 was discovered on 1/11/2022 by the Department of Global Surveillance after reports began circulating of strange dreams and visions in civilians located in and around Chedra Chad. Suspecting anomalous involvement, the closest Foundation facility, African Regional Command, ARC, Site 901, requested a research team from Western Regional Command, WRC, Site 19. God damn! There's so many numbers in sites to remember. This is too much. And SCP-7540 was immediately located after the ground scan showed a normal topology around it. Soon after, a provisional containment site was established above the anomaly and its primary access shaft was dug. 540's age, or how it came to be buried underground, are still unknown. 
footnote, uh, radiocarbon dating inclusive. Further investigation is underway. I'll give it this. As a storytelling device so far, all these numbers and names confuse me and it's a lot and it inundates me. But if you're a fan of like older style foundation articles and like it feeling like a Wikipedia page, um, it does a really good job of that. Nice. Like it very much feels like a proper like uh, article, like it uses proper language. It's like a real SCP referencing. If you assume like the bolds are like links to things, um, it very much reads like a proper like report, which I can appreciate. And I think if I had read this when we were doing site one, I would have absolutely adored. But now it's just like there's too. I got too used to narrative SCPs. I'm like, there's too many fucking names and numbers. It needs to chill out. Uh, addendum 7540-1. Effects of SCP-7540. Uh, the following interviews were conducted by Kareem Lagmani to ascertain the effects of 7540 on human subjects. Interview with a- Agent Traxler Jones. Who would name their child Traxler? <laughs> a cruel person. Someone who hates their kid. Fucking Trax... Do you want to be Lagmani or I'm Jones? Just like, please be Lagmani. Yeah, I'll be Traxler. Oh, this is just like the scene in R&R where they save the child. <laughs> it's not like that at all. <laughs> My God. I'm so glad you love that movie as much as me. That's my all-time favorite movie. Agent Jones. Thank you for meeting me on such short... Why am I doing this to myself? Thank you for meeting me on such short notice. Oh, it's no problem. I'm not as busy around here anymore anyways. So, (coughs) what can you tell me about the SCP-7540 anomaly? What was your experience like with it? How many stars would you give it? (laughs) Well, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 13. Well, I was a part of the initial. <laughs> well, I was a part of the initial recon team, but you probably already know that. I think what I remember most of was the visit, though. It was standard stuff. We were flown out to African Command, sorry, Site Nine Hundred One, and then briefed on our mission there. They told us pretty much what we already knew: villagers with strange dreams, possible mimetic influence, etc., etc. We were supposed to figure out the source of the anomalous activity and put a stop to it somehow. <laughs> When was your first encounter with the object's anomalous effects? I have a feeling I took the character that talks too much. <laughs> that was my intention. I hate you. What do you mean? That's what, I thought you were sacrificing yourself, but you just didn't know. I'm like I'm like Ram to your beam. <laughs> that, was, that was a very lazy reference. <laughs> we're not trying anymore. This is like when I, which, I was like I'm whipping you. Which, I'm singing a song. That's that. My song is just these long ass fucking scripts. (laughs) I I had a dream on our way there. We took a helicopter to the Chedra site. As we started to get closer and closer to the main location, I think at some point I definitely began feeling the tomb's effects. Yeah, Chicago. Footnote, referring to another member of the 7540 initial discovery team, and I both dozed off around halfway, which was fine since we weren't on any duties yet or anything. But man, I don't think I've ever felt so lucid while dreaming before. I knew I was asleep. I could tell I was dreaming. But I also still felt like I had full control, like I could still think and make decisions, you know? I don't know if I was even dreaming about anything for that beginning part. I just felt alive. And I, I can feel awake. something, too. What'd you say? I feel awake, Jesse. 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 And I can feel something, Do you something know who too. that is? He's a police officer, Jesse. <laughs> yo, Mr. White, I love that movie, bitch. Let me save child, yo. 
Jesse. Yo, Mr. White, I'm like beaming your ram. What the fuck are you talking about, Jesse? Speak American, Jesse. <laughs> and I could feel something, too. Not like physically feeling something, but more like sensing something else was there. Just kind of watching me. Something dimly glowing. Something old. It wasn't right. I don't know. It just felt wrong. After a bit of time, though, I think I started to actually see something in the dream. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain. Imagine a mountain, right? And you're almost at the top of the mountain, even though you can't really see the peak. And you're climbing, bit by bit, little by little, until you start to get to the clouds. That's what I was seeing. But I could never quite reach the clouds for some reason. They kept getting higher, and the mountain kept growing taller, and so I kept climbing higher and higher and higher until the clouds just... <laughs> the clouds opened up for me. Opened up? Yeah, like they were, I don't know, revealing something to me. Once I was through the layer of clouds, I could finally see that it was nighttime and there were no stars in the sky, just me and the big, bright, full moon. And so I, I kneeled down on the mountaintop and I think I... I screamed up at the moon. I don't know what made me do it. Something about the moon just felt so wrong, you know? I don't know what happened. I don't know why I did it. But I remember that afterwards, it, it just smiled. Smiled? How could the moon smile? I... I don't know. It was a dream, remember? Come on. But still, even now, whenever I look up and see the moon, I can kind of hear it laughing at me. Like it's still smiling, even when I'm not dreaming. <laughs> And before you ask, yeah, I'm on amnestics, Doc, but I don't think they're helping much. <laughs> Just, oh God, has to be sent back to 19 the moment we landed. I don't want to ever go back. Damn. Yeah. Well, I guess since I'm like money, I got to keep being like money. No, that's not how that's going to go. That's how it works. Um, every, every I believe it's my turn to be Lagmata now. <laughs> and your turn to be in hell. Oh. <sighs> Fuck you. Okay, fine. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. <sighs> Interview with researcher Alonzo Queers. Initial investigation scene. <laughs> I think it's Kitas. I said what I said. <laughs> Alonzo Queers. <clears throat> Begin log. Now. Oh, Kareem! I didn't know when I'd be meeting you again. I told you, I'd be sooner than you thought. <laughs> you mean it'd be sooner than you thought? Zero out of ten. Poor grammar. Grabbers you by the throat. You mentioned a recurring <laughs> dream that you had at the Shedra site before being transferred back to Psych 19. Can you tell me a little more about that? Of course. Ah, yes, the dream. After we had finally found 7540 and gotten settled at the campsite for a little while, I started having a series of notably intense dreams. Oh god, I don't want to hear about these. Well, sort of. Intense, vivid, you know. They felt so real. Like I could never wake up. Like I was never sleeping. Noted. Tell me more. What do you recall from the dreams? If I remember correctly, yes. They were all the same. They all went like this. It's dark and cloudy, and I'm standing on an impossibly tall hill, extending upwards through the sky. I cannot see the bottom of the hill. It's as if it keeps going down and down until all that's visible is just blackness. In the dreams, I had nowhere to go and nothing to do, so I just started climbing up. I climbed for what felt like hours. After an eternity, though, I remember looking back behind me and seeing that the bottom of the hill had changed. Instead of the infinite darkness that was there before, there was now a, a bottom. And the bottom was a city. A city? 
Yes, the city. I could see it as clear as day now that the darkness had gone. It was enormous. Thousands of little houses and buildings and towers everywhere, all walled in by these magnificent stone walls. Oh, and it was on fire. What if a volcano made friends with a raging storm? <laughs> on fire. Of course. What else could burn so bright and make those people scream like that? Yes, the whole thing was ablaze, glowing gold and yellow, as I saw these tiny men surrounding it with flaming bows and arrows and cannons, all firing into the blazing city. It was oddly beautiful. Oh, I see. What did you do next? I didn't want to get troubled with whatever war was happening there, you see. And I was already so far up, so I, I continued to climb. And what I think felt like another, after what I think felt like another eternity, I at last made it through the clouds and at the top of the hill. Through the clouds there I could finally see the sky. It was completely empty, save for the moon. It glowed so brightly. It felt so beautiful and at the same time, so wrong. I thought the moon disappeared to these people. Well, I guess in the dreams it's still there. Wrong? Well, no, because the other guy said now whenever I look at the moon, like he was seeing it again. I don't know how to describe it. Some part of me, something deep within me, saw that glowing orb in the sky and panicked, like it was scared. The rational part of my brain was absent then, so I turned and ran. I started sprinting down the hill. I recall tripping on my way down several times, but I didn't stop. Every part of my body now held a single desire to get away from the moon. What happened next? The moon started following me, laughing and screaming on its way down, and so I started screaming too, and well, that's when I'd wake up. I see. I do remember your bunkmates telling me about that screaming. Were those dreams why you decided to leave? Oh, Kareem, you should have seen the way it looked at me. It's eyes, I... It's okay, Alonzo. Thank you for your time. All right, it's my turn to be Lagmani. Okay. <laughs> it's my turn to breathe. You said this would be short, Tanhony. I said that. I said we could read it. <sighs> All right, I need a second to breathe. My throat hurts. Okay. Ugh. Okay. There's no water in my cup. That's fine. Uh, interview with Agent Amy Navarra, initial investigation team. Agent Navarra, please sit down. Thank you. What do you remember from the Chedra investigation? Anything unusual? Um, I work for the Foundation, Doctor. I think you're forgetting. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you saw your fair share of odd occurrences during that mission. But did anything in particular stand out to you? I remember having a dream. I don't generally remember dreams very well, apart from Minecraft. So I guess it sort of (laughs) stands out to me, like you say. In the dream, I was standing in a small, ceilingless tower in a large walled-in city. The floor is made of stone and hay, and the walls were weak, like paper. Outside the tower, I could hear screaming and chaos and people fighting, so I concentrate and try to focus on what I'm doing. In the dream, I pull out a knife. I, I don't remember where from, but I do remember it being sharp, exceptionally sharp, and then, uh, yes, I look up. Directly above my tower, I see a pale, glowing full moon. I'm not sure why, but something abhorrent resides there. I can feel it. I squinted up at the surface of the moon and see hundreds of small, beady human eyes all blinking down at me. Tell me something. That's all I can remember. And so I lift the blade to my face and carve out my eyes. I'm sorry. Please don't interrupt. (laughs) This isn't even an interview. My apologies continue. I carve out my eyes. I don't feel any pain or anything. In fact, I distinctly recall it feeling quite comfortable. And so I let my eyeballs carefully slide into my palm as I call out to the moon, 
offering them up as sacrifice. And I know this sounds odd, but I swear I could feel the moon smiling down on me as it accepted my gift. Before it leaves, however, I asked it that in return the moon should save my town, protect my city, save my friends, and it agrees. And after that, I don't know. It all becomes foggy. And then I wake up. That's something. If I'm being completely honest, that was quite confusing. I wouldn't think about it too much, Doctor. It was really just a dream. And if you think about it too much, you'll start seeing her. And well, <laughs> that means she can see you too. I, yes, thank you. That will be all. Keep her dreaming. Don't wake her up. So for a moment, and this is where I'm at an interesting crossroads. Okay. So as a writer, one of my criticisms of these scripts was that they felt too one-sided. Like I think in a normal interview, yeah. the um the interviewer would be poking with more like deep questions. And the interviewer like, is right. I remember this is being like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. Whereas in this, it feels like all he does is ask the first question and they go off. However. In this specific one, when she's like, don't interrupt, and she's kind of like into this god at the end, it kind of implies that they're almost obsessed with these dreams, which almost makes this make more sense. But I do still wish they at least portrayed the interviewer like trying to, they do that a little bit in this one, but like trying to like actually dig deep and be like, what details did you notice? Was there anything strange? Um, What do you think that meant? Yada, yada. Instead of just being like, yep, wow, crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, so far, this isn't necessarily a bad SCP, although there's a lot to read, I think. Okay, oh, my God, there's still so much more. There's there's a lot, Tan. Oh, not much. Oh, my God, he's a liar. Okay. Keep going. All right, do you want to be Subject or Lagmani? Um, I'll be Lagmani. All right, go for it. Good morning, Elder. This is an interview with Afflicted's uh, civilian subjects. Translated. Ah, uh, good morning to you, too, child. I don't see men like you around here often. No, I wouldn't expect so. I'm here on behalf of the government. I am sure you know we will need to relocate you eventually. So I've heard. May I ask why? Unfortunately, that's entirely confidential. I'm here today to ask you about something entirely different, however. I'd like to know, have you been having any strange dreams lately? Strange? No, nothing out of the ordinary, that's for sure. Hmm. Well, could you tell me about your latest dream, perhaps? Let us start there. If you'd really like to know, all right. In my latest dream, I'm standing in front of a mountain of immense proportions. I can just barely see its peak shooting through the clouds. It should be it's without an apostrophe there. Um, It's a minor grammar error. Um, It's with an apostrophe. It is. So if it's possessive, you want that apostrophe gone. Behind me, I can see my village, although it is changed. Changed? In what way? Oh, it's much larger now. Far more houses. And I no longer recognize any of the men or women or children who I've grown accustomed to knowing. The people are different. I see. All of a sudden, I hear screaming and I can smell smoke. In the distance, I see raiders and strange men running into our village with swords and arrows and fire. As they close in, I quickly run into a home and hide myself there under a table. Interesting. What do you do next? I pray. I pray to God, to the sky gods, to the sun gods, to every god I know. And I pray to the moon, the old taboo god. 
and I know she hears me, and so I offer up my life in exchange for my village's protection. But is it your village? You said that it looked, well, different. The people had changed. But I am an elder nonetheless. Should I not continue my duty to protect my people's land, even if I do not recognize them? No, I will still protect them. And so I plead to the moon god for protection, for my people's protection, and she so graciously responds. And at last I can feel my body being pulled up through the table I am hiding under, through the sky into salvation. And then I wake up, and that's what I dreamed of. That's how it has always happened before. So knowing the moon's usually associated with, like, illusions and, like, deceit and, like, intrigue, it's kind of interesting that it seems like there's some sort of god or presence that is tricking people through dreams into wanting to worship the moon or, like, give things up to the moon. And I almost wonder if it's, like, extracting actual prices for, like, made-up solutions to problems that don't exist through dreams. Do you know what I mean? Mm, interesting. Like, it's trying to cipher up some free num 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 prayer and shit. I see. Did you say before? Do you have this dream often? Is this something you commonly fear? Fear? No, because I know she's always watching us. She may be sleeping, yes, but still watching. I'm sorry, she? Who? She's watching you, too. Just look into a tomb and you'll see. She's waiting. Oh, Following the Foundation's initial discovery of 7540, the anomalies on neurokinetic effects have been observed to gradually drop at a rate of approximately 9.3% per day. Site 515 researchers believe this to be a result of the Foundation's efforts to contain 7540's effects, notably with KTAFIs, although this is still uncertain. Research is underway. So good. We're just so good at our job. It stopped being anomalous, what can I say? It does kind of feel like in earlier series, like, the Foundation was like, we locked this shit down. And in later series, it's always the fucking SCP's breaking out. It knows how to get around it. It's very interesting to see that shift from, like... But, like, they're still portrayed as being, like, super confident in having all these resources. But I feel like everything's breaking out of the Foundation at all times. Finally. Always. Uh, Addendum 7540-2. Analysis of SCP-7540-1. Imaging and standard non-anomalous testing has proved ineffective on 7540-1. Through intensive anomalous testing, the following information has been gathered about the nature of Dash 1. It is not an anomalous phenomenon. It is not an inert, anomalous object. It is not human. It is not alive. If it's not anomalous, why is it still being called Dash 1? It does not possess a soul. It is not dead. It is not awake. It does show signs of advanced neogenesis. It is not mortal. It is not an angel. It is not actively worshipped. It may or may not be deific type... Uh, fucking trident luna it may or may not be related to a celestial body it is of unknown origin i think that's aquarius luna i don't know uh it is waking up determined by the department of tactical theology uh containment update by the direct order of the department of tactical theology the use of Creer's thernley anomalous field inhibitors is prohibited in order to ensure the continued sleep of 7540-1 under no circumstances is dash one to wake up uh, and then we have Addendum-3 Dream Logs. The following Dream Logs were recorded by researcher Nathaniel Coxus while directly <laughs> under the onirokinetic effects of 7540. Um, do you want to read the first one? Can we one? popcorn them? Um, sure. I close my eyes and I begin to feel the familiar warm lull of sleep pulling me in. And as I fall into a gentle slumber, I feel a presence of something watching me, something I have never felt before, something eerie. But I relax and I allow this presence to take me away, and it does so gladly. I now see myself atop a mountain, the presence having taken me above the clouds. 
As I regain my footing, here I can finally see the true identity of the presence for myself. It is the moon, and it shines so brightly in the sky. As I look up into the starless, empty black void where the moon resides, I see a large, single eye forming on the surface of the moon itself. As I watch in horror, the eye opens up and smiles at me. It tells me something, something arcane, and I feel the weight of this knowledge pushing down on me so powerfully. And so I begin to descend the mountain. I am panicking now, and all I want to do is escape the sight of the moon's eye. I run down the mountain for ages until I at last reach the bottom. At the base of the mountain, I see an enormous, beautiful city. To my horror, the city is being lit ablaze. Thousands of men surround the city's immense walls and begin to set fire to it, some even firing blazing arrows into the heart of the city itself. The men do not notice me, and so I freeze and turn around. The moon has caught up with me, and so without thinking, I drop down to my knees and begin to pray to it. I pray and ask it to protect the city, the beautiful, pristine city. It smiles wider and wilder, and I feel something unnatural washing around me before the moon screams. Its scream is like a shrill laugh, and I feel shivers running down every cell of my body. As the moon continues to scream, I watch as, to my amazement and horror, the men destroying the city begin to levitate and writhe in pain. Their bodies rise unnaturally as the moon only continues to scream and laugh. This continues for what feels like an eternity as the men continue to scream in pain while the moon continues to scream in what sounds like amusement until at last it stops. The men fall to the ground while the moon begins to descend from the heavens until it too falls to the ground. It is exhausted, that much is obvious, and so it lies down in a marble tomb and begins to dream, and I wake up. Oh, and the reason they stop seeing the moon is because maybe the moon mm, is I really feel like tomb. this is like memories of something that happened long ago in the past then. Maybe. It's definitely trying to awaken, though, and get people to wake it up. Like, it very much seems aware. Uh, Dream Logo 2, research in Nathaniel Cox's. I fall asleep. As I do, I see again the city of which I dreamed of the night before, now beautiful and whole again. It is night, and the moon shines brightly in the sky. Seeing this fills me with an odd, indescribable joy, something I find difficult to explain. Nonetheless, I enter the city, but I find it seemingly deserted. I stroll around until I hear a quiet whispering in a tongue I do not recognize, coming from a small church near the center of the city. I walk towards it, and as I do, I realize that it oddly sounds familiar. I cannot place it. I approach the church, and I find the doors are open, so I step inside. It appears that the entire town is here, each one of them bowed down in prayer, whispering something I do not understand. In the front of the church, I see, carved into marble, an enormous sculpture of the moon. As I gaze in awe, I realize that a presence is now standing behind me. Without even turning to know, I feel it. It is the moon. I hear it smile. And so I, too, kneel down and pray. Dreamlogo 3, researcher Nathaniel Coxus. I did, I did oh, not sleep... Oh, I'm sorry, did you want to read this? No, one? I can read it if you want. Sure. I did not sleep much last night. Nonetheless, I still managed to dream for about three hours. In my dream, I am standing in Site 515, and it's completely empty. I'm the only one there. Night has fallen. It is a moonless night. It's quiet, yet something makes me feel uneasy. I cannot quite place it. It's as if something in the bowels of the site is stirring, and so I enter the containment chamber for SCP-7540. I need walk for only seconds, the length of the access tunnel for the anomaly having seemingly shrunk until I see it. The tomb, so the tomb, <laughs> it is basked in a pearly white glow despite no lights being on in the chamber, and I feel a prickling chill emanating from the marble itself. 
that I stand and watch, the lid of the tomb, so meticulously sealed by the finest containment specialist the Foundation has to offer, begins to slowly detach and rise into the air. A horrible white light leaks through the top of the tomb and I start to step away, before breaking into a full sprint back down the access tunnel. Before I can make it all the way to the door and seal the chamber, I feel my body being lifted by an invisible force and I see a flash of white light before I wake up. I haven't slept since. And then, uh, pop one. Wow. Yeah. Addendum 7540-4, Unexplained Activity. On May, or I don't know if it's British or American, so I'll just say on 0502 2023, Overseer Site 01 received the following message from RPCF Site 515. Automated emergency communication, RPCF Site 515. Remove provisional containment facility Site 515 is experiencing an Amita class containment breach of unknown origin, type Aquarius Luna. Personnel life signs are reporting 0.0%. Seismic disturbances of unknown magnitude have been noted. Akiva radiation levels are abnormally high. Oniric radiation levels are abnormally high. The status of ATF Delta 515 Beta is compromised. Under Foundation Emergency Protocol 834 Revelation, this message will repeat until an all-clear is received from Site 01 or new information is available. Message continues to repeat, redacted for brevity. Following this, a video transcript was received as well, despite no personnel being alive or responsive at Site 515. Untitled. Begin log. Feed begins. The exterior of RPCF Site 515 is visible against a moonless night sky. No activity noted for two hours. The facility is suddenly basked in a faint white glow as the moon begins to rise over the horizon anomalously quickly. The footage degrades as the moon continues to come to view. Notable audio and video distortions are present. I saw the sound, and I heard the light. There are so many eyes. It's beautiful. The moon continues to rise as the audio-slash-video distortions increase in intensity. The beast returns. The significance of this is unknown. The Department of Tactical Theology is currently considering Protocol 999 Seraph. Investigation is underway. I really like this article because it feels like world building more than a story, mm-hmm. which um, is not always the case for me. But I feel like I feel like this is an article that I would not have complained about if I read it in my head. Like it was tiring to read aloud because there's so many numbers and names and stuff. But this does a really cool job of world building a particular aspect of the setting that is really fun. I like figuring out what this creepy moon god is. I like how it's like vague, but gives you just enough to be like, what's going on. And I genuinely hope this is part of a series of some kind, or is going to have a follow up because I like where it's going. Nice. Uh, cube flicks. Good fucking job. Um, if this is your first SCP, um, which I don't know if it is. I, don't know. I think you might have read something from cube flicks before. I'm not sure. Let me check their profile. Um, they have made the SMLT, or they've edited the SMLT container, whatever that is, a whole bunch. And that's pretty much all they've done. Uh, oh, I see. That's them. That's like the, um, that's like, I guess a wiki. Is that like a, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Is that like a sandbox? SMLT container? Oh, yeah. yeah, they they they've done a couple of things on there. Something called Necropolis, something called Dysfunction Should Never Return. I don't see where they actually got uploaded to the wiki proper, but I can see they've worked on some stuff for a while now. They've been in this community since... Um, i trying to go back as far as I can. Uh, they've been here for about a year now, which is pretty cool. 
yeah, Cubeflix, good fucking post. You got an upvote for me. I'm going to give that an 11 out of 10. Good job. Um, and I think that's all we have time for today, um, now that we got to do the um, comment readings, right? Uh, yeah. How did you feel about that? I team? liked it a lot. The ending's a little bit open-ended, but I think that works for the article. Yeah, I, that's why I really hope it gets follow-up. Uh, I feel uh, a little bad that we didn't comment as much, but you know what? We got our reading out, and we got two more bangers in the cold posts. People thought we wouldn't get any good reads reading from the new page, but yeah, lo and behold... Yeah, been... in the comments kept insulting the articles. It was messed up. <laughs> yeah. You know who but you now... are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. No, I don't want to say the name. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> Um, Sobek says, you guys have had some of the biggest names in the community on the podcast, but is there any author, active or not, that you would want to have Stephen on? Stephen King. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, never, fair never said SCP author. That's how we would truly know if we made it, if we had, like, a fucking, like, author author on. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Quantum. No, Quantum is an author. But you know what I mean, like, fucking Stephen King or something, like, a huge name. That'd be, That'd be crazy. <laughs> I think Quantum is probably by far the most famous person we've had on. Twice. Um, yeah, and I'm very honored by his presence. Uh, there are two people that... No, there are three people that come to mind that I would want on. Uh, I want Radiger on at some point, because I think she's super funny, and she's also written a ton of great stuff. And I know she's done, like, Find Us Alive as well. Um, I want Harry Blank on at some point, um, because we've already had Grigory on, and I think it would be cool to have him on. And I want Hippo on again, if only so we'd have a reason to read more of his uh, SCPs and tales, and so I could make him uncomfortable again by geeking out about how good of a writer I think he is. Those are the three people I really want on. What about you? Um, those are pretty good guesses, yeah. All right. Uh, Banker Paul says, wait, what's the password? What's the password? Please, for the love of all that is sacred, do not make me bring the banker password, banker Paul password arc back. Please, what's the password? I'm you pretty sure we had a password. Know the password. Take him away. Yeah, what, an, what an idiot. It was said at 1 minute 40 seconds in on this episode. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know in advance. <laughs> Alexander said, I just recently caught up with Discovering SCP and want to say thank you for the laughs. I never said anything before, but wanted to show my appreciation. That being said, my real reason for writing this is to beg you two to continue your turn to time. <laughs> Ever since I became trapped in Tanoni Towers for saying Tanoni backward, I can only watch videos from Discovering SCP. Please, I need to know how it ends. I have terrible news about your turn to die. What's the news? So I got a new computer. <gasps> I don't have my old computer anymore. Have to do the whole I didn't port my... I didn't pour my... Yeah, we'd have to do the whole game again. This guy. Um, I'm sorry, Alexander. Yeah. He just crushed your dreams. I tried never to get it started again a couple... In the future. I, I tried to get it started a couple times again. Uh, let it be known I tried, but I could have tried harder, and I'm sorry we didn't finish. But don't cry because it's over. It's not because it happened. Because all the episodes that do exist are pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, but the thing is... Now that we ended it there, nothing bad will happen to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so in a way, that's the happiest thing. Exactly. Ending. Preserved like butterflies against the wall. Uh, Steve-O asks us, I really love the concept of that last one. It would work as a thriller with its ambiguity. 
Um, again, wrong. It's Steve-O. Um, I think he is uh, referring to the one that was like the guy who was like trying to save his other world. You can still save her. Yeah. That was a good one. But for, for using the wrong uh, it's execute him, but don't waste the bullet. <laughs> yeah. hold, hold your fire. Do you know the cost of the bullet in your gun? Find another way, soldier. No, and then we have, um, we have all the other fans beat him to death. Uh, Chrysanthus says, The episodes with guest writers are always my favorite, and this one didn't disappoint at all. Quantum is always a pleasure to hear, and to listen how his writing process works. In The Bicycle Forgetting God was very funny to me. Kind of makes me wish to see him having him more having con- casual conversations with other people. Uh, speaking of guests, I know I did a little poll of sorts on Twitter. I was like, what's your guys' favorite moments? Because, um, and people really seem to like Catholic Joker, and someone pointed out we should probably have Brett on again exactly. at some point because of chemistry. He really is. He's the funny one, but I do think we have more chemistry with Brett because we spent so many months playing D&D with him yeah. that I feel a little bit more comfortable with Brett, whereas when we have on a ge- an I, author I, guest so I've never talked to... Guests. I thought running away. I'm not scared, but like sometimes I'm worried about like saying something and then like accidentally like uh, like being offensive or rude when I don't mean to be, like in terms of like an article's quality or like of an opinion of some sort. Um, so... But like with bread, I just know what I what I can and can't do, and I felt very natural connection with him, and I think that was in favor of that episode. That being said, no one could give me the timestamp for when the Catholic Joker bits happened, and I didn't want to listen to the whole thing again. Yeah. Uh, Orchid Stream says, "Guess who can once again comment on the episodes on time?" I don't know who. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Uh, an anomalous writer says, "Quantum, let's go." Always very interesting to see the behind the scenes and thought process behind these big projects slash series. Yeah, I would agree. JTKC says, Quantum! It's great to see him back and it's so interesting to pick his brains on such a great series. And it's great to see you guys come back. Having the week without Don Allentang caught here was a very dark time. But with AS popping off and the podcast here again, now all is right in the world. Oh yeah! Every time you guys go on hiatus, something bad happens. And this time, my aunt got... Oh, wait, hold on. I have to undo the voice. And this time, my aunt got COVID, so her and my cousins could come for Christmas. So, um... Awkward. I rate this episode a 10 out of 10. 1 billion negative bonus stars because there was no SCP. But 1 billion 10 bonus stars because Quantum is here. <laughs> have a great week, guys. Smile. Um, thank you, JT. I hope your uh, your aunt and your cousins are doing better now. Um, I hope they're resting well. I hope you have a nice Christmas outside from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, unlike Tanhony, who I hope has the had the worst Christmas. I hope what? all his presents were coal. Why were they? I, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. I don't know. You, I don't even know why I said that. It's okay. It's yeah. just <laughs> the devil inside me wanted to be evil for a second. No, I'm sorry. It's funny for the podcast. Yeah, I guess. it's it's the funny part is that was so lazy there's no creativity to the references i feel like we at least try when it's anime we're just like just like rrr and we name a scene (laughs) or a basic concept of the narrative oh my god guare scp says oi oh hold on this is his humble brag comment Fun fact, Quantum has only upvoted 66 things on the SCP wiki, 
One of them being 6861, something I, down I wrote. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we get it. from the wiki Huawei. staff, that was a joke. I didn't actually maliciously download. I'm never commenting relating to someone's content again. I'm only going to comment how it relates to me. I'll be like, by the way, I read that too, and I thought it was better. <laughs> so, John. MT, MT says, first of all, almost caught up. Only five episodes left. Second of all, glad to see that you went back to the anti-memetic series. I read them all after listening to the first episode. Third, My Hero Vigilantes is better. It is! Thank you! Thank you! I read and finished Vigilantes. I didn't finish the main series because the ending was getting so bad. And I preached this everywhere that Vigilantes was better. MT, you and me, podcast. Were we just talking about My Hero in the episode? You must have referenced it or something. <laughs> uh, Vigilantes is way better. Um, that's all there is to it. It's just a better written story. It's more succinct. Pacing's better. It, the characters I actually give a shit about. Um, uh, yeah. Fucking yes. That was all. Okay. I think that's everything. Anything else last minute you want to plug or talk about before we call it off? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Well, as always, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!